It's wonderful to be with you for Central Moments, and I welcome you again today. We are, we are going to be reminded today that God's not ever limited by our smallness. In fact, He outdimensions the dimensions of whatever may be staring you down today. He is the mighty and awesome God. We're now in Haggai chapter 2, and Haggai is going to remind God's people this. In chapter 1, they committed after 16 years of neglect to put God's priorities first and begin rebuilding the temple. And on the 21st day, verse 1 of chapter 2, of the seventh month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Speak to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, the governor, and to Joshua, son of Josedach, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people. Ask them, who of you is left who saw this house in its former glory? And how does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? So God's not living in denial about this. Uh, and he doesn't want his people living in denial about this, but definitely doesn't want his people living in discouragement. Because the first temple in Jerusalem was bankrolled by the massively wealthy and wise King Solomon. It, its grandeur was immense and huge. Now, uh, hundreds of years later, after the Babylonians had destroyed the temple, the temple's being rebuilt, this time with no wealthy king, with a lot of entrenched political and economic interests around them, discouraging the workers. And it, it just looked like, as they started rebuilding on the foundation, uh, this was a smaller foundation. This was not nearly as an impressive a building. And uh, it, it, it could cause you to be discouraged. And so, and so God just, you know, he doesn't want us living in denial. Faith isn't denying reality. It's looking past it to see a great God. But, but, but he said, um, let, let's be honest. This doesn't look nearly as impressive as the previous temple. In fact, some of you are just old enough. You're maybe 85 years old. And you still remember Solomon's temple just before it was destroyed. And uh, this looks pretty small, doesn't it? It's around this point in Haggai's ministry that Zechariah starts picking up. And he will prophesy for a lot longer than Haggai. And he will actually prophesy through the completion of this temple. And in his Zechariah's fifth night vision in Zechariah chapter 4, um, God speaks to Zechariah. And regarding the rebuilding of the temple, and said, this is the word of the Lord. Uh, through Zechariah, he speaks to the governor, Zerubbabel. It's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. It may look to you humanly small, small things. It may be reason to be discouraged, but not when my spirit's a part of it. It's not by your might. It's not by your power, but by my spirit. I'm going to finish this. Then the word of the Lord, next verse, uh, in verses 8 and 9, there of Zechariah 4, the word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel, the governor, laid the foundation of this temple. His hands will also complete it. It's going to be finished. And then you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. And verse 10 is like the altar call there in Zechariah 4. So who dares despise the day of small beginnings? Who dares despise the day of small beginnings? This is, this is what Haggai is putting in front of the people. I mean, this doesn't look impressive. This looks way smaller than the previous temple. But if we go back to Haggai, remembering that we're not supposed to despise the day of small beginnings, we go back to Haggai chapter 2 and the next verse, verse 4. So now be strong, Zerubbabel. That's the governor, declares the Lord. 
Be strong, Joshua the priest. Be strong, all you people of the land. And work, for I am with you, declares the Lord. And, and this is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt. And my spirit remains among you, so do not fear. You may be weak, you may feel a lot of limitations, but what is God asking you to do? Don't despise the day of small beginnings. I wrote a book uh, a few years ago on leadership. You know the hardest sentence to write in that book was the first sentence. And I've gone back and read that first sentence a number of times, and it definitely doesn't encompass the whole book. It's not that impressive in a sentence, but the book would have never got done if I hadn't started with the first sentence. God is saying, start with the first step, for I'm with you. What's God asking you to do? Take the first step. Don't despise its smallness. Who knows what the God who is with you can make of it? So, Lord, be that amazing God who just leverages our feeble efforts and does what we cannot do, not by our might, not by our power, but by your spirit. In Jesus' great name, amen. Amen.